It's another Micro Action Monday on Studio Class. Hey divas. Okay, fun, lesser known fact about me is that I used to be in a mime troupe in high school. Yes, shout out Baker's Dozen Mimes. I love this group. And yeah, and yes, my high school had a mime troupe. So <laughs> um, I love the the medium of mime performance. It's so interesting to me and it can be so powerful and effective and emotional and I just, uh just gets me good. But one of the things that I'm really grateful for is that my mime background really helped me understand what my body was doing on stage. And so this entire Microaction Monday episode is about how to create facial expression and stage movement that works for your performance or audition. And the reason I'm saying that is the reason I'm telling you about this, you know, my mime, my mime background is because mime really helped me understand showing, showing rather than telling, right? Obviously, but showing different aspects of the, uh, of internal and external. So I want you to take this with you as you're practicing, as you're putting yourself on stage, is some of the stuff that I really loved is that in mime, I really encouraged myself and others, especially when I was like teaching or adjudicating mime, was to show me the environment that you're in with your movements. And I don't specifically mean as a vocalist or as a performer that you should literally mime the objects or the space that you're in. One of the ways that I do this in my performance now is by using focal points and also any sort of hand gesture that can mimic or mirror certain space, right? So I think about this with focal points as in like, uh, you know, shorter distance, medium distance, farther distance, right? How big is the space that you're in? When you're singing something like Ombre Mai Fu, and you're like thinking about walking through the forest, right? You can think about, you can think about how you're staring far, way farther off into the distance for certain really internal thoughts because you're allowing your mind to wander with your eyes. But then you're also thinking about when you're actually commenting on seeing the trees or seeing the foliage, I want you to think about what is the actual focal distance for my eyes to alight upon the leaves that I'm actually singing about, right? This is the same for any sort of aria, any sort of performance where you're talking about a physical object. I don't want you to necessarily mime the object. I want you to hold it the way that you would hold that object, but then also make sure that your eyes are telling me what the actual distance is to that thing, right? Or if you're daydreaming, allow your focal point to lift away from anything that's in the front or middle ground. And then something, like I said, about the arms, your arms being able to mimic or mirror space. This is the same thing. How big of a space are you in? Are you showing me that you're looking out over a valley? Your arm should, as you're going, you can show me way more space. But if you're showing me that you are feeling cramped or or restricted or or like uh, tied down in what you're doing, your hands 
your arms should show me that same sense of space and intensity and how close and tight everything feels, right? I want you to think about how your body would react in those spaces. This is another example of how we use empathy or empathy tools to let that ring through our body, resonate through our body, and show people what we're experiencing. Woohoo! I want to take a heartfelt moment to thank Sarah and Josh for being part of the Sybaritic Camerata Listening Circle on Patreon. They're helping bring you this episode right now! <laughs> if you'd like to join them, head on over to patreon.com slash That's M-E-Z-Z-O-I-H-N-E-N. Now, let's get back to the show. As I was saying, with the... With mime, when I was saying it's an internal and external, I was kind of telling you about the focal points with your eyes and also the distance that you're showing with your arm and your hands to mimic what kind of space or the, the size of the space that you're in. The internal side, one of the best points of feedback that I ever got was was a little bit of that Hemingway quote, right, right? strong about what hurts you know that that I'm messing up the quote but you know what I mean (laughs) that is that is the point of feedback that I got from a director once was show me where this pain exists in your body and we sing a lot about painful and difficult subjects but we also think about think sing about joyful and life-giving subjects and and topics and so the same idea goes for whatever it is that you're feeling fill in the, the emotion word for pain here. Where do you feel the pain in your body? But also, where do you feel the joy in your body? Where do you feel the light in your body? Where do you feel, you know, Carmen's sexiness in your body? Where do you feel these things? I want you to, I want you to get in touch with the proprioception of those feelings, the feeling, where does it feel? What does your body feel in that? And then how can you show me that that's the experience that you're having, you know? And and that starts to take us beyond rote movement on stage where you're like, well, and then I'm going to go to the Ponte Vecchio <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to show this bridge and walk my way over there. No, why are you going? What are you feeling in your body that's propelling that movement? And start to let those choices drive your dramatic expression on stage in your face and in your body. I see so many of us who choose the same motions over and over. So I just really want you to be aware of when am I relying on symmetrical movements too often? When am I relying on the same overall arc from beginning to end? I will, I will cop, like cop to this right here. For any of you who watch me on stage later, please don't bring this up. <laughs> I work really hard to not follow the same like arms, arms down to start and then bring up an arm and, you know, show my other arm and when we get to the climax of the piece, I'm arms outstretched. And then as we get to the end of the piece, I always tend to end up with my hands in front of my breastbone somehow. And I've had to work really hard to recognize that I was doing 
the same trending motions for every single piece, right? Because I'm following the shape of the, of the song or the piece or the work that I'm doing, following the shape of it with my arm movements, but it's, it ends up being the same every single time where I end up in the same position. I want you to have the same awareness for what you're doing. Am I relying on the same over, overall arc for dramatic choices on stage? Or am I allowing myself to experience other thoughts, choices, ideas in the moment that are asymmetrical, that don't end up in the same place, that are all of these fun things, right? If you are experiencing that feeling right now where you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands, I want you to start from this place of coming back to where do I feel it in my body? What would I do with my hands if I was feeling that way in real life, right? How would I comfort myself? How would I, how would I share my thoughts with somebody else on stage? What do you do with, when you talk with your hands, what do you do, right? (laughs) Same thing. I want you to allow that to, to push you into more interesting choices on stage. Another thing that I want us to watch out for is, is be like, allow your shoulders to be more expressive than just hunched over. I think a lot of us end up in this position because we're trying to show depth of character. And and then we end up in this like hunched position, which is not great for singing, but also we just need to open up and show these things in different parts of our body. If I gave you the prompt that you could only show me pain with your wrist, for example, how would you do that? If I told you that you could only show it to me with your calf, what would you do to help me understand what you're going through on stage? Those are the kinds of thought prompts I want you to give yourself when you're in your practice room. I want you to watch yourself in the mirror. Am I using my face in an interesting way? Am I allowing my all of the facial muscles to do different things to express the to express the the emotions that I'm going through in this am I able to identify more I'll I'll say expressive again though even though that's you know we're getting repetitive here but am I able to identify more expressive emotions than just I'm sad here I'm happy What does it mean to experience sorrow or woe? What does it mean to have nostalgia or what does it mean to daydream? What does it mean to have joy versus manic happiness? What are those things? Ask yourself to go much deeper with the emotion words that you're applying to what you're performing and and then show me both the internal and the external, so that I can just lose myself in the performance that you're giving. All right, divas, that's it. I want you to stay sparkly inside and out, wherever you are. Thanks for joining me for Microaction Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I H. N-E-N. Did you know that Studio Class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on SybariticSinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review 
on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. It means a lot to me.